Welcome to the Time Machine with Trish and Mike. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. And we're glad you're back with us once again this week, as we are every week. We're glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for spending your time with us. I don't know if you're commuting or in your kitchen baking, but it is appreciated. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah. Do you not listen to podcasts when you're baking? I do. I, I yeah. listen to podcasts a lot, but I just... I. I I like that idea. See, because here we go again talking about food because we do this all the time. <laughs> Why do we record the show when we're hungry? It doesn't even matter what time either. Like we recorded at lunchtime. We've recorded in the afternoon. We've recorded at nighttime. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, we've recorded this thing at like 1 a.m. once. I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like you just get apparently hungry. we just like food. I mean, it's I fine. just had lunch like an hour and a half ago and I'm uh, I, I, I could eat again. I just had <laughs> I had like toast with peanut butter. I was very disappointed. I was out of jam. It's like, dang it. Oh, well. People Say love Yeah. P- people were disappointed down here in Florida this week because it was cold. Very cold. I kept thinking of the poor iguanas. <laughs> like uh, Sunday morning here, it was 33. That's cold for you guys. It, it was. But to be honest with you, it, that's chilly. It, it The thing was, there really wasn't much wind. See, so that's key. That really made a big difference. Like I, I went outside Sunday morning and it was 33, 34, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've got a jacket on. I'm not like you know, whatever, but it, you could have told me it was like 55 and I would have believed it because it mm-hmm. was just cold. It's not. Yeah. Once no, you throw in no the wind, wind. Oh, it's brutal. It's the wind like, chill is the worst. Last weekend, it was not quite as cold, but it was windy. So it felt colder, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. See, and last week it was nice. And then of course we had to dip back down into the chilly temps, which I'm like, oh, can we go back to like plus eight, which is probably like, I don't know, 42 for you, maybe something like that. Yeah, it feels it, warm. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like 80 today. So, you know, Thursday Ooh, as, as we're that'll be too hot then. Yeah. Or 79 yeah. or 80, whatever. So we've gone for like it's it's a huge swing. So, yeah, that's when I feel bad for people who have um, like when you get migraines or nosebleeds from the barometric pressure changes. Oh, it's going to oh, yeah. be brutal when it swings that quickly. Oh, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, speaking of barometric pressure and um, pressure changing. Um, oh, no, Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a terrible transition. But <laughs> It's a terrible transition, my friend. And actually, uh, we had talked about this story. Was it last week or the week before? Uh, we, we mentioned were talking it briefly. With American Pie. Yes. And so yes. that kind of ties in to uh, the mm-hmm. day the music died, which was uh, February 3rd, 1959. And that is yeah. when Buddy Holly, Ooh. Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper unfortunately died in a plane crash. Yeah. In a cornfield near Clean Clear, I almost said Clean Clear Lake, Iowa. Well, if that's the, just if, if, tragic. If, if the lake is clean, it's probably clear. So this is true. So it, it can be. It can tie in. It can work. I mean, you'd be in the wrong city, but, you know, if we're going for descriptive purposes, it would work. It's like, now, is there a clean lake, Iowa? No. Are there, <laughs> there may be clean lakes in Iowa, but I, I don't know yeah. if there's a clean lake, Iowa, if that makes. Anyway, mm-hmm. so. Anyway, we digress. Yes. This is just Trish. Trish making mistakes. 
<laughs> this is what happens when you start with a morbid topic. Uh, yeah, we got to find humor any way we can. Yeah, it's kind of if you think about these guys were so young, right? Because they had um, become so famous at such a young age. Like Buddy Holly earned his first paycheck singing at age five. He earned five dollars, which would have been, you know, a pretty big deal back in the day. That's a lot of money. Like, yeah. F- first of all, to a five-year-old, I mean, even now, well, I don't know how much, if five dollars my kids, they get five bucks. They're like, woo, they get to go to the dollar store. It's yeah. exciting times. I mean, five dollars doesn't go as far as it did back when we were kids. But even, but but for that era, mm-hmm. I mean, five dollars, I don't have an inflation calculator in front of me, but that's probably got to be about 15, 20 bucks, which that's a lot of money to a five-year-old. Exactly. So, you know, they're just so young. And then you just think of all the talent and like, how inspirational they were in such a short amount of time, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, it's the music business is unfortunately littered with um, accidents of this kind, yeah. plane crashes, car mm-hmm. crashes, that sort of thing. And it, especially for the era, it's kind of like it somewhat makes sense because, you know, private travel and jets and that sort of thing were still, you know, work in progress. They're not Mm -hmm. as advanced as they are now and so you kind of get it because of just the constant travel that they have to do that these things unfortunately are going to happen i mean i guess the most recent example of something like this probably would be when uh aliyah right yeah and that's Mm -hmm. been over 20 years ago um and that was really just because they overloaded the plane the plane was too heavy that was really what caused that issue um so thankfully, we don't have these occurring near as well, often especially as we once back did then, like yeah, in, the 50s, in the right? 50s, right? Like, 60s. Yeah. Every few years, something like something. that's happening. Right. That's yeah, that's scary. Well, and to put it into context that five bucks mm-hmm. in 1959, when the accident occurred, um, it would have been worth about $50. So like, OK, so it's bring, probably bring that you, back like a decade. Right. I was going to say, if you go back to when he was five, it's even less yeah. than that or more than that. Rather. More than that. So, yeah. Yeah. Give 50 bucks to a five year old right now. They'd lose their hell. Give me they, 50 bucks. I, I'll take. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not going to sneeze at 50 bucks. <laughs> I, mean, I can think of a few things. I can I can, I, I can go have a nice dinner with that, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, and it's, like, it's, it's not going to be a truck payment for me, but, it, you know, it'll it's it, a nice it, dinner. It, 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 nice dinner. Yeah. Exactly. Dinner in a movie if we were going to movies and dinner. <laughs> yeah, which I got to do dinner in a movie a, a few months back when Spider-Man came out. So it's true. That was nice. Got to went to. Yeah, I went to two movies last year. I went to Spider-Man and Ghostbusters. So look forward to going to more movies. We, yeah, you have year. to pick and choose the ones that you're going to go to. Yeah, for sure. Right. But those two like were. If I'm going to chance the COVID, I'm going <laughs> to pick the good movie. And those two are worth it for me. <laughs> I was willing to, yeah. to to take the risk. You, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, you have not been to nope. a theater yet since since COVID. So you're, you're coming up almost two years of no movies yeah. for Trish. No, no movies in a movie theater for Trish. Just all digital releases. No going to the gym. Oh my gosh, I was talking to the other day about just missing the gym. I have some coworkers that are, are starting to, to go out. But for me, like... Uh, I, I don't know. It's so much work to have to miss at least five days. And that's the minimum, right? If I end up with COVID, I have to do five days and then five days fully masked following it as long as I don't have symptoms. 
Uh, whereas but, like I had a coworker who was out for like over two weeks because he just his symptoms didn't go away. But you now you could still teach if you're home with COVID. It's not like you can't do anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can teach and there can be a sub in the room. Gotcha. Um, or I can resort to my I have a, I have emergency plans and I have emergency COVID plans. <laughs> Always and they prepared. can be accessed by the admin team. Always prepared. See, because like when when I you know, when you're a kid, um, sometimes you know you get a sub and it would just be movie day. You know, and that, yeah. that, that's when you kind of knew like, well, oh, teacher didn't plan to be out that day. So <laughs> we're so watching you a go. movie today. And uh, 85 years ago, you could have watched, well, not in a classroom because it would have been in theaters, but you could mm. have gone and seen Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because that was released yeah. on February 4th, 1938. Now, my mom, this she said this was the first movie she saw in theater. She's not 85. <laughs> but obviously it was being re-released in, in the movie theater. And, and she said she remembers going and that it was like, it was obviously a very big deal, right? Yes. No, movies were definitely a big deal. Uh, it would have been a very big treat. Actually 84 years ago, not 85. Where, oh. Wherever we sourced our information on this is not correct. Oh, it was going to be like, did Mike make a math well, Mike didn't. mistakes? Mike didn't. Make Mike, a, didn't. My, Mike caught the math mistake. <laughs> Excuse me. From from the notes Trish provided. <laughs> uh, oh, but. that might have been mine. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been mine. I'm just saying. Mm. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting is Walt Disney came <laughs> up with the idea to bring Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to the big screen when he was only 15 years old after seeing a silent film version of the classic fairy tale in Kansas City. Isn't that neat? That is neat. You know, I I know we've talked about it before, but man, Walt Disney, what a what well, he, a cool he was dude. Such an a visionary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I say this. I'm you know 35 minutes from a theme park that you know he started. <laughs> he created. But, right, but it's just like yeah, I, I I look at him and people like him and, and Steve Jobs, and it's like yes, their companies have continued to have success, but man, just the the, the visionary and the this is what we're going to do. And we're going to yep. figure out how to make it happen. Kind of attitude is, is something and I think to, really both companies are kind of missing a little bit to a certain extent. Well, and to overcome such things like to still be able to succeed, despite like they had budget issues, right? Mm-hmm. It, they had originally um, budgeted 250,000, but there was lots of different delays for different reasons. And so the budget then ballooned to 1.5 million and Disney later had to mortgage his own home to finance it. It's like, you're taking a big gamble. Oh, yeah. And it took three years to produce. They started in 1934. Well, that's the thing back, especially back then, you know, all this stuff was being drawn by hand. Yeah. You know, every cell had to be drawn. I mean, you're, you're, you're reusing backgrounds, but every motion of a character is being drawn by mm-hmm. hand. You know, we did not have the computers and everything we do now with mm-hmm. movies. Do um, you want to know how many artists worked on it? Uh, Probably 50. They said over 750 artists completed more than 2 million sketches. Yeah, 750. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. I mean, that is. That's a lot of people that you're it's... paying, <laughs> right? Can you imagine? No wonder he had a mortgage his house. You know, and, and maybe it's just me, but there, there's a lost art there with not having the hand-drawn animation. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I get it. It's a different era and we have the technology and, and I wouldn't want to draw something, you know, a million times like that when I could yeah. do a few clicks on a computer and do it. But it's it's a lost art in like, you know, the sense that um, like stop motion animation, 
is yeah. kind of a lost art. You still have a little bit of it here and there with some things, but it's just it's just a very different set of skills and talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like have. what would be the last stop motion? Like Wallace and Gromit? I was just gonna say that's the only that's, that's the, the only most one I can think of. Example. I mean, maybe a a commercial or something here or there for right. like Coke or whatever, but as a like a feature length or even a cartoon yeah. based thing, I would say it has to be that. Um, hmm. You're right. There is like a just a interesting quality to a movie when you watch it when it's hand drawn. Yeah, for sure. Mm. So, um, well, speaking of hands, I know I was like, I I don't really know how to transition into this I one. Got you. <laughs> okay. Uh, a a very famous <laughs> lick on a keyboard from mm-hmm. David Peich of the band Toto, as on this day, February fifth, nineteen eighty three, Toto was the number one song in America. Or Africa was the number one song. What did I say? That's a uh, <laughs> you said Toto. <laughs> Toto Toto was the number one. Toto had the number one song. Toto had the number one. That song, song was Africa. Um, mm-hmm. How many? Like you cannot not listen to Africa and like you have to belt it out. It's just oh, it totally has to be a like a pick me up song. Yeah, like you're, you're having a crappy day and that comes on the radio. You're like all right, nothing's going right, but for the next five minutes, I'm good. This is going right. This is good. It's like you are a monster if you don't belt out this song in your car. Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know how many times it has been streamed on Spotify? Oh, I'm going to get it so wrong. I don't know. Like streamed this year or stream uh, total? Cumulative total. Total. I'm going to say like 800 million. Close. Close. Am I? It's over a billion. Oh, no, I'm not close <laughs> Well, well, you didn't say eight million. Okay, eight hundred. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I give you. Um, here's (laughs) what's actually interesting. That does not even crack the top one hundred most streamed songs. So, as of um, the last update I have on this chart is a couple of weeks ago. So Mm -hmm. there may be a slight variation. So Uh, don't hold it against us. Actually, I take that back. This was as of last Saturday, so the twenty eighth of january okay this is fairly up to date uh the 100th song is at 1.26 billion wow what song is that do we know does it uh, say that is psycho by post malone featuring ty dollar oh. sign okay ty dollar sign yes <laughs> okay hey. uh in case you're curious the top five most yes. streamed songs on spotify uh number five someone you loved by lewis capaldi that has been okay. streamed 2.23 billion times. Wow. Uh, Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage, 2.34 billion. Uh, number three is Dance Monkey by Tone oh my- and I. Yeah. And like a billion of those is from my daughter. Like, oh, oh my God, if I if I didn't have to hear that song again, I would be a very happy person. OK, I'm really going to show my age. I don't think I know what that song is. Oh, I, I dance might for me, dance for me, dance for me. OK, so anyway, you got to Google it. Yeah, I'm going to have to because I think I've avoided hearing that 2.46 <laughs> billion times. Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, 2.76 okay. billion that I know. I know and that one. The number one most streamed song on Spotify ever, uh, th- just over 3.03 billion times, mm-hmm. Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Really? Yes. That's surprising. I would not have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed any of this top five, if I'm being honest with you, but I no. would not have thought that would be number one. Wow. That's really surprising. Yeah. 
really is something to think about. Uh, Ed Sheeran, by the way, has the um, if you take this top 100, uh, mm-hmm. he is second with five songs on the list. Huh. Justin Bieber and Post Malone have seven songs on the list. And really, it's like, I guess I've heard some Post Malone, but it's it would never have been something in like the topness of my list. Yeah. And uh, Imagine Dragons is three. They have four songs on the list. I Yeah. Imagine Dragons is wicked catchy. Yeah. They're just good. So <laughs> there you go. There's your spot interesting. Back. So I do have yeah. an interesting story um, before we move on real quick about the song Africa. So, oh, do tell. Yes. So, a artist in uh, Nambia mm-hmm. in Africa, his name is Max Seidentoff. I may have butchered that, but I tried. Uh, we'll, we'll give you some grace. He has set up a sound installation in the Nyam Desert. He hasn't okay. said where he set this up. So, this desert is like, you know, huge it's like eighty-one thousand square kilometers so it's it's a big mm-hmm. it's desert. a massive so yeah. he has set up a six speakers connected to an mp3 player with uh-huh. a single track on it <laughs> and that track is of course africa so and i guess there's got there's gonna be a solar component to power this thing or right. whatever and so this song is playing somewhere you know, on somewhere the plains of africa on the plains of africa permanently until wow. you know this device dies and whatnot and hopefully somebody can go do it much replace it much like the po toaster that we talked about last year for mm-hmm. edgar Allan Poe. so maybe maybe we can so now instead of that age-old question of does a tree make noise when it falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it does toto's africa still play on the plains of abraham <laughs> plains of abraham wow that's showing my canadianism on the plains <laughs> of africa if no one's around to hear it hmm. um i will say sure we will we will just have to trust that the song is still playing. That'd be so random. You just like walking along, suddenly just hear that belted out in the middle of Oh, could you imagine like walking through that desert and you start hallucinating or something? You're like, I think I hear Africa. Is this <laughs> Toto? Am I dying? <laughs> well, he did say that it was like God channeling. He's he like, did. I sang the chorus out as you hear. Not that talented. Something just happened here. Yes, something did just happen here. We just totally lost you, but I think you're back now. So we'll. Oh, I thought again. we lost you. No, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Oh. Let's start, start I was going to say, I was going to say, he, it is like uh, he's quoted as saying that it was like God channeling the song. So he says, I sang the chorus out as you hear it. It was like God channeling it. I thought I'm talented, but I'm not that talented. Something <laughs> just happened here. So yeah, you'd be walking along and be like, God. <laughs> well, no, because th- that happens when you know you hear stories from times of you know songwriters. Oh yeah, stuff. the ideas just come to you, and you could write a song in 20 minutes, yeah. and it could be a hit. And you can also have a song that takes forever to you write. S- you struggle with forever. I wonder or- how long it took uh, a certain song that we're going to talk about next to write. We'll get to that in just a second, but like, um, like I'm going to go see the Eagles in a few weeks and Hotel California has a very iconic guitar riff, you know, at the beginning mm-hmm. and they had that guitar riff for a while, but they just never had a song to go with it. Right. And one day they were like, Hey, whatever happened to that guitar riff? And and they played it and boom, the lyrics, they came bring up. it back. Yeah. Here I was trying so hard, Mike, to get a good transition for you. I know, you. and I ruined it, but <laughs> I just, you know. I do I, like that fact, though. Yeah, it's just because, but that, that's, you know, and that's how the song Africa came. You had the riff, and it was boom. The lyrics just kind of yep. poofed. Speaking of poofing, 
Speaking I of was poofing. Just, no, I was just going to let you just make up something. <laughs> Poof, there went Trisha's uh, a transition that she had. It was gone. It's all good. But I was trying I was trying to allude to uh we have a very important birthday of February 6, 1914, Thurl Ravencroft's birthday. So you might know him as the the deep baritone voice of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. But I was really surprised when I read this, that he was the voice of Tony the Tiger for five decades. So that that's where I my heart lies with him, is, is that iconic voice. Which shows his range as a voice actor, because it's two very distinct voices. Mm-hmm. In yeah. that, you know, it's, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. It's very deep and resonant, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas Tony the Tiger, he kind of has some of that. There's a real richness to the voice, but they're... Yeah. You know, it goes up a lot more than like, you know, you're yeah. a mean one, Mr. Grinch does. I mean, I guess it's well, more, more cheery. Yes. Just yeah. A, a tad. You think I think it might. Be <laughs> a little well, I mean, in terms of like the 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 cadence yeah. going going up, it's more happy. Right. I don't know. You're the music one. I'm not the music one. Yeah. Well, you that's, understand that's, these that's, things. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm commenting on it. And you're, you're doing a fine job. Yay. Um, you, you do have Frosted Flakes in Canada, right? We do have Frosted Flakes with with Tony on it because I didn't with know Tony if, the Tiger. Well, I, I didn't know if, you know, maybe you're just seeing it on American TV commercials or something. And right. you're like, oh, there's this great cereal with this tiger and I can't eat him. You yeah. Know, the cereal, not the tiger. That wouldn't end well. Probably. That would not be. No, that would not bode well. Like last week, it was National Hug Day and World Appreciation Day. You know, just just don't combine. Just those don't two. don't hug the squirrel. No, yeah, it's it a bad idea. Doesn't end well. Um, now, OK, do you have uh, the Frosted Flakes with marshmallows? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't do, seen them. Do you have I don't really anything. buy cereal. I'm not like a cereal person, to be to be honest. Well, to be fair, you have like eight options, you know. Yeah, there's we not. We, like... We've been getting more, but like, um, who who produces tricks? Is it Post? Uh, General Mills. So we don't get any General Mills cereal. Okay, so you don't That's get Cheerios. Do we get Cheerios? Is that the same? Yeah. Oh well, whatever. We don't get tricks. We don't get like maybe um... you just don't get some of their brands then, because yeah. you get okay. So like you get Lucky Charms, right? Yep, we get Lucky Charms. Okay, that's General Mills. Um, you get Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, obviously. That's yeah, we have Frosted Flakes and Corn Flakes. Okay. So then who do you See, not get? You always have like those fancy ones I mean, that are all fun. Oh, yeah. And then you get all the movie spinoff cereals and stuff that we get. Let's see. I'm going to bring it up. All right. Believe it or not, many kinds of cereal we know and love in the U.S. are not available in Canada. So Cocoa Pebbles, Cookie Crisp, Fruity Pebbles. Um... Post it sounds like post cereals then. Yeah, so like we're I guess we're limited to the post cereals that we do get. I like this. The reason some American cereal has to be smuggled into Canada is the name of this article. As as I have done this for you before. Yeah, as like anytime some I have a Canadian, I'm like yes, please send me that. Um, let me see if I can find it very quick. For, for it just Claire- says different countries have different regulations, so some food items are allowed. So it's uh, probably because of like the dyes that are being used. I could be. Or at certain preservatives. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I, for, for context, anyone perhaps in Canada that has not been to the United States. So you have what? Like I said. Oh, about- interesting. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say the so you can't get count count chocula. And they say the main reason you, you can't buy it in Canada is the difference in regulations for vitamins and mineral fortification. American cereals contain amounts of fortified vitamins at a much higher level that is permitted in Canada. 
And another factor keeping American cereals off Canadian shelves is the labels. While the U.S. uses the imperial measuring system, Canada uses obviously the metric. This means labels have to be reformulated and not all companies will pay for it. So like we can't get tricks because they won't reformulate the boxes and pay for it. See, you would think you could get a Canadian distributor who would do that. Yeah. Because like I know on food that you have sent me before, and granted Canada is a bilingual country, you have English and French, but a lot of the stuff is in both on all of our stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's some places that like specialty stores that will import, I think some of these, but for the most part, like I know tricks is in Saskatchewan, but again, health is always a provincial thing. So they might have slightly different regulations. Makes sense. And yeah. for where I was going with this originally, anyone listening to us in Canada that has not been to the States, you literally, you have like what, eight or nine cereal options, maybe up there. There's like a few more, but few like more? when, when you showed me, you like, we've toured the grocery store yes, and like, you have a <laughs> massive cereal aisle and I'm like, what? Like we have like this section. Yeah. We seriously have practically an entire aisle of cereal. Okay. Here. Next time you go to the store. hmm you try and take like a, a, a like a picture that will depict the size of your cereal. And I'll go to my local store that I shop at and I'll take a picture. Deal. We'll post it side by side. We will do this. Okay. Happy cereal show day. the difference. Yes. Happy cereal day. I don't know when it is, but just happy cereal day. Because it has to be a thing, right? It has to be a thing. There's so I mean, ev- everything is a thing. Like I know March is mm-hmm. National Frozen Food Month or whatever. Mm. National Cereal Day. Ah, Monday, March 7th, 2022. At oh, least here. We're not too far off. In the United States. I don't know when Canada is, probably because you don't yeah. have one because it's depressing to think about. But speaking so we'll of just selling, steal your day. Yeah, just take it. You steal everything else from us. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, again, again, another thing that I'm not good at is the next story. <laughs> yes. You can take, you can conclude it includes math. I'll I'll take things Trish is not good at for 400, Alex. Um, So selling uh, does tie into selling cereal. Um, On February 7th, 1935, the first Monopoly game was sold. It's an old game. Yes. So that game is almost 90 years old. Crazy to think that it's been around that long. Like I would not. That's still so popular. Right. I mean, I would not have thought that it was that old. Mm. Like if you just randomly asked me. Yeah, like so popular that it's it's got over 300 different versions, right? There's Star Wars, Pokemon, Game of Thrones. I have the Ghostbuster one that actually our guest from last week, Andy, Crazy yes. Cocoa Butter, sent me. And I do as well as as mm-hmm. uh, as a uh, you know from him. Um, yeah, and then there's all the different knockoff versions that probably aren't yes. official Monopoly. Like I know you were in, in our pre-meeting, you mentioned you have a, a hometown version. Yeah, so I have the one yeah. about Anaganish, and it has like all the different places from my hometown, like the Wheel Pizzeria and stuff like that. But it's not like you said a licensed version; it's just a knockoff, right? And like we've I've seen Florida versions and Orlando mm. versions, and uh, and then of course you have like Disney versions, but those are obviously you know <laughs> those are legit. Because yeah, you, those are the legit ones. You don't use the mouse without paying for it. Mm-mm-mm. Does not don't end cross well. Disney. Don't don't do that. That's not so. you know. It's definitely you... not one of my favorite games, though, to be honest. I get I... really grumpy when I play it. Well, it's probably because you're not winning because you're not good at math. I'm not good at math, but like it just takes so long. <laughs> and like I find, OK, so I can play Risk and that takes a long time. I'm OK with okay. that. 
but right. there's something about monopoly where you're like, finally, it's just like, okay, like we all know who's going to win. Can you just put us out of our misery? <laughs> okay. So note to self, no virtual game night with Trish. No virtual that, game no. night, just not including well, monopoly. Not monopoly. <laughs> well, we, we can't play like, um, uh, you know, operation or trouble That's true. or mousetrap. You those, could those. play trouble. Well, yeah, but we're not popping the thing. Well, you we would you could have your board game at your house and my board game, and you just pop yours, and I'll move your figure on my board, and I'll pop mine, and you move my figure on your board. Yeah, we'll just sync up. Okay. I actually really like collaborative board games, to be honest. Like Forbidden Island, or um, well, I haven't really had a hankering to pay, play Pandemic, you know, in the last two years, but understandable. <laughs> Before bad vibes. Mar- before March 2020, I did like to play me some pandemic. <laughs> or, or or we just uh you know find a, a virtual we'll find like Wheel of Fortune on Switch and we'll just play that one night. Oh, okay. Does that I work like that. for you? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's can, that works. We can do that. <laughs> uh pandemic, gosh, I had something I wanted to say about pandemic board games. What did you just say before that? For playing like pandemic. Forbidden Island? No. I like collaborative board games. Collaborative board game. I don't know. I think the moment. I think the moment has. Yes. Join us in two episodes when I randomly remember what the hell I was going to say. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. If you remember. You know there are Star Wars versions. There's Harry Potter Mm -hmm. versions. Um. That of course ties us into our next topic because on February eighth, nineteen thirty-two, the one, the only, Mister John. Williams was born. He, of course, mm-hmm. the composer. Uh, fair to say, the composer of our childhoods. Yes, I would when agree. You think of all the movies that he has done. Like I said, Star mm-hmm. Wars, Harry Potter, Superman, Jurassic Park, uh, Schindler's List, E.T. List. Um, oh, so many tons of tons of movies. Yeah. Um, I actually we did a um, my senior year in high school. Uh, we in my piano class, we had to do reports on different composers. Mm-hmm. And so me and my friend Kristen, we got paired up and I was like, hey, let's do John Williams. And she's like, oh, that's a good idea. So <clears throat> so we you know, did a little bit of research on him. And so what we did was we turned our presentation into a game show. Very fun. Your teacher must have been so impressed. She she liked it. She thought that was pretty it was pretty creative. Uh, so so Kristen had um, downloaded the all yeah, the iconic songs like the Star Wars song, yeah. Superman, etc. And so she went over to the you know, the CD player and she'd play a clip and and I got to be like the game show host and okay, who wants to guess which song this is, what movie this is, you know, that, that sort of thing. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. That, that would be fun. I think I would get them all I I would still get them all wrong. I'd be like, oh I know this. I know it. But I would never be able to like place it. Yeah. So that was mm. that was fun. Very cool. One thing John Williams has not done, though, is The Simpsons. Nope. He did not write that theme song. He did not. That, that was, of course, by Danny Elfman. Um, but on February 9th, 1997, The Simpsons became the longest running primetime cartoon passing mm-hmm. the Flintstones. Yeah. And, and yet as he, of. Go ahead. I was going to say, as of January 2nd, 2022, they have 717 episodes. I was just going to say, and here we are in 2022, and the show is still on the air, which I, <laughs> if you had told me then 
back in 97 that the Simpsons would still be on the air 25 years later. And now That's we're crazy. 33 years into the Simpsons run. I, I wouldn't have believed it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Be like, really? Does it have that much of a staying power? Because like, so. by, I, I don't know about you. I, I, we, I think we may have discussed the Simpsons at one point last year. I watched it for a while. And then kind of mm-hmm. like with anything, you kind of move on. You know, yeah, like I can't remember the last time I actually watched like a new episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's been years for sure. A lot, yeah. I mean, it might even be 10 years ago since I've watched Mm -hmm. an episode, if I'm being honest. I mean, I I catch a repeat or some repeat. Where did that come from? I might Mm -hmm. go watch like an old episode or something. Uh, like when Disney Plus started, I had to go watch a Simpsons on there just like to really believe that the Simpsons were on Disney Plus because that still blows my mind. Um, That's true. I think actually the I probably so I did put on the not this Halloween, but last Halloween, I put on the Treehouse of Horrors for my kids for Halloween. So I guess I watched it last year. But I mean, did I sit down and watch it? No, I was probably marking while they were watching it. <laughs> but I do use some Simpson episodes like. When we do the Telltale Heart or the Raven with Poe, I we I'm like, okay, works. guys, we're gonna yeah. watch the the little Simpsons episode of it. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> now, there you go. Let's go back to 1992 when people are all worked up over the content of the Simpsons. And here we are, you're using it in a classroom. Classroom, I know, right? My mother would be horrified. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, the Simpsons, yeah, when it started, it was very, you know, pushing what was the envelope at the time. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it compared to practically anything else on tv nowadays and granted as i just admitted i don't watch current episodes maybe they push yeah. it a little bit but i i don't really hear any uh controversy with the simpsons like you did back then so oh, my, yeah. my point no. is it's really tame you know or even uh you go back to because because all those early fox shows like simpsons married with children they were kind of pushing the edge but or pushing the boundaries you know right to the edge on on what was acceptable or whatever yeah um well, it's like now I have and grades, blown grade away eights now. watching like Squid Games and like The Witcher. And I'm like, OK, you guys are like 13, right? I'm right. not I haven't lost my marbles. Right. Do 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 um, I need to teach your parents about parental controls on Netflix? Well, even Adrienne is in grade six and she's like, oh, yeah, I know all about Squid Game. I'm like, how do you know all about Squid Game? I have never watched it like I watched it when she wasn't in my house. Like they were over at their dad's for the week. And that's when I decided to finally watch it. And she's like, oh, well, the, my classmates told me what it is all about. And I'm like, OK, grade six kids should not be watching this show. Oh. Now, I find yeah. it interesting that out of all the episodes, um, they all contain Matt um, Groening's name, except for one. You mean like in the credits, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like at the opening credits where it says like, you know, mm-hmm. as creator, and it has Groening. his name. Yeah. Yep. There's one episode out of, I guess, 717 that I know of. That he has not put his name on. And I bet people are like, I, which one, which controversial one did he decide not to put his name on? Well, I mean, instinctively, I, I would think is something it could be something obvious, like the first episode. Maybe you just weren't thinking mm-hmm. and forgot to credit yourself or um, what? Well, no, because even on like the, the Treehouse of Horror ones, they would do like play on the names a little bit in the yeah. credits, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so his name was still there. Right. So that wouldn't be it. Um, like you might have like Matt groaning, growing or, or yeah. something or whatever. Groaning or whatever. Um, or ghoul, ghouling ghoulish or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You might do something like that. Uh, I don't know. 
No, you might remember that there was another Fox show called The Critic. Yes, I do remember yeah. that and show. They had a crossover episode and he said he did not want to be a part of that show or have his name attached to anything to do with it. I get that so because the, the it's, Simpson crossover one, he he took his name off. It's a shameless cross promotion with a show. I can see mm-hmm. where he didn't want that because the Simpsons kind of exist in their own universe, really. I mean, they live yeah. in Springfield. We don't know. Springfield, Illinois, Massachusetts, like. It's just a random town. It's it's like Disney World. It's its own bubble. Mm-hmm. So I get that. I see where he would not. Well, I want... mean, they've had other crossovers like they had Futurama crossover. But of course, he was much more involved with that. Right. That was also right. part of his creative. That wasn't ne- that wasn't the network saying, hey, we yeah. got this new show to promote. And yeah. the critic didn't last long either. But I do remember the show. Mm-hmm. That stinks. Do you know Is what Lisa's- the tagline? Uh, yes, that was the tagline. It was uh, voiced <laughs> by John Lovitz, actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what Lisa's first word was? Lisa's first? I'm sorry, Maggie's first word. Oh, I do know, but I won't spoil it. <laughs> you can say it. Well, spo- I remember this episode. Okay, Because the, well, the episode is Lisa's first word. And so that's mm. why I am an idiot and I said Lisa. Yeah, um, because it's they like talk the, about hers and then it's Maggie gives hers at the end of the episode. Right. right? Yeah. Yes. And and that word is daddy. Yep. I was floored, though, by who voiced it. Oh, this was a big thing at the time. Yeah, I did not realize it, it was it was hyped up and it was promoted that, you know, in the commercials that, that you know, Maggie was going to speak. And it was Elizabeth Taylor, which is incredible to me that they were able to like <laughs> ask her and convince her to do it. But that's the thing, like, that's how insanely popular The Simpsons was, mm-hmm. especially in like the early 90s. I mean, you had Michael Jackson on that show mm-hmm. and he was a fan. And and I'm not we're not getting into the whole all the other all, all the other Michael come Jackson along stuff. with it. Yeah. But at, at that point in time, he's literally the biggest pop star on the planet. I mean, that would be the equivalent, I guess, now of, well, based on Spotify, of getting Ed Sheeran yeah, to do it. Ed Sheeran but, to go on it, which yeah, maybe he has. Who he knows? probably has. I'm <laughs> sure. In fact, I think he has, if I'm not mistaken. Ed I mean, Sheeran be, on being on The Simpsons really was like, um, yep, kind of like he has been. Yes, know. he voiced he voiced Brendan Biderbrecken and he in Ha Ha Land. Okay, then. I don't know who that character is. I probably butchered the name. Anyway, he was on it. I feel like you could play like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon of Simpsons guest appearances. Like I guarantee you like, hey, has so and so been on that show? Yes. Or even if they haven't been, they've probably been parodied on it. But I mean, yeah, the Simpsons, that was that was a big show. Well, and Kevin Bacon did have a cameo on The Simpsons. So well, there you go. <laughs> Well, uh, he was may- uh, an alternative Flanders family living outside of the dome. <laughs> Just makes me giggle. That's amazing. Okay. Well, maybe he'll have a cameo on our show <laughs> next week. Hmm. Spoiler alert: he won't. But join us next week for uh, another brand new, exciting episode of the Time Machine. But before I do the big final send off for this week, Trish, do the thing. I'm going to do the thing. So if you have any questions, concerns, queries, or freakouts, you can reach us on the time machine with Trisha Mike at gmail.com, the time machine with Trisha Mike on Instagram. Uh, you can throw that in the Google machine and find us on YouTube. And you can leave us a voice message on Anchor. Yes, do all that. And we will be here next week with another brand new, exciting, 
enthralling, entertaining, and other adjectives that I will come up with to describe that show next week on The Time Machine.